It is a time of desolation. The evening of the year 2022 is upon us. We stand in the shadows of two titans, Elden Ring and God of War Ragnarok, slugging it out for the title of Game of the Year. It was to be the year of Sonic. The beaming blue blur has careened onto the silver screen, and to Switch and Steam, with releases new and re-releases a few. But with his father behind bars, the arrival of rival film trailers, and developer reputations and fan patience both running thin, is Sonic hero enough to save his own franchise and video gaming as we know it? Sonic is back. Hello, hello, friends, and welcome to the Nintendo's <laughs> podcast, the Nintendo podcast where we talk about video games, both new and old. My name is Connor, and today I am joined with the ever-lovely brother and co-host, Brayden, hello! Hello, Brayden, how's it going? I'm pretty good, it's nice to be back, we we always take a nice little healthy break between episodes these <laughs> days, but yeah, we're, it's good to sit down with you. Yeah, it's important to stay rested for months at a time <laughs> Yeah, before recording. But we're here with a, with a, with a hot topic. Oh yes. It, and as, our, as our announcer said, our, our intro... Yeah, that was nice. Commentator. That was crazy. That uh, Who was that? We've got a big one today for sure, and it's Sonic Frontiers. We've all been talking about it. We've all been dying to see what it's about. And it's important to acknowledge it up front because I, we want to get in... I mean, I want to get into a little bit of... There's a lot of build-up for this game. Yeah, there's a lot of and context it, that can be addressed around it. Even, like, pretty mo- uh, modern, current context, you yeah. know? Both pre-release and post-release of Sonic Frontiers, there's just a lot of... Oh, the stakes are pretty high <laughs> yeah. for this game right now yeah. in in December of 2022 at right. this point. But um, I guess to start at the beginning of 2022, to me, personally, this was always meant to be the year... Of, it really was, I mean, I know it was a joke in the intro, but like the year of Sonic, kind of. In what way? What all were you looking forward to? We got the sequel to the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Of course. Which was, I think, I'm pretty sure critically and definitely fan-wise, way more well-received than the first one. I... And commercially. Seen... Commercially, definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it. Uh, at my retail store that I work at, we sell, like, Sonic party supplies now. And you know what I mean? He has his own, like, little toy section. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's hit the big time, for sure. By all margins, the Sonic the Hedgehog, the, the sequel that came out earlier this year, movie... Mm-hmm. Um, was a, a huge success. Right. And then, for the fans, in summer, we got Sonic Origins. Yep. Which was an interesting release. I, I wanted to cover it for the show at the time, but I, I still haven't gotten around to properly giving it time. Okay, gotcha. But it has a lot of issues. And what kind of Sonic game is it? It's a re-release. It's a packaged re-release of Sonic the Hedgehog. That's right. Yeah, 1, 2, 3, and CD. And it yeah. was intended to be, like, a definitive version of all of them. Like, they they did the thing. There, there's a lot to get into with it, truly. Mm-hmm. Um, they essentially rebuilt the game from the ground up. It's not emulated. They built it. Got it. And it's the first time that Sonic the Hedgehog 3 has ever been re-released in, like, 15 years. Sure. And, and they kind of messed it up, too, <laughs> still. Well, that's kind of what I... I don't know. I, I remember now that you have reminded me what exactly it is. I remember seeing lots of memes, especially about, like, Sonic Mega Collection and Sonic Gems Collection. You know what I mean? I, I've been playing these games, you know, for free. Or 
Right. And I mean, then I remember it, seeing, like, I think they removed all the individual Sonic games from, like, several marketplaces. So that's that correct. you had to buy Origins. Yeah, this was meant to be, like, the definitive, now, like, canonized version of these games. Yeah. And, and still, there were things that were kind of messed up or falsely promised or underutilized. And, like, mm-hmm. post-release, the development studio that they commissioned, that they, like, had on board to do it, even, like publicly stated some complications and we're like we're sorry it ended up this way <laughs> dang um so that was kind of like sh- one strike against sega as a publisher uh-huh not the talent of sonic team or I, f- I forget the development studio that is sonic origins but it's not sega internally it's like it's right. another studio okay but it was a, a, a strike against sega as a publisher for like applying pressure and kind of rushing this development studio because it can be pretty well correlated to Sonic Frontiers' development and its announcement. You know, the... When was that? Was that E3? Man, that's actually a good question now that I think about it. I I know it was... It was this year. No, maybe it wasn't. You know, I don't... I actually don't remember. (laughs) I don't remember when it was announced, but I do remember talking about it a lot. With friends and with uh-huh. you and... I remember some of the early trailers, too. And just how, I guess, it looks similar-ish. But they they definitely, like, rolled out some some world design features and stuff as the trailers went on. But Sure. There was one initial teaser trailer that just, like, kind of showed Sonic running through the woods away mm-hmm. from, like, the robots that are in the game. Yeah. And with the tease that it was going to be an open world Sonic game, and that was kind of it. That might have been E3 mm-hmm. this year or last year. But the important trailer was the one that <laughs> had the contemplative piano music, the towers, yep, the ancient future technology. You know, yes, all of the. Well, we learned what the game was gonna really look like and that game was going to be sonic breath of the wild that yes down to yeah like you said the theming of the ancient future technology type world that you know it it, it presents as very mysterious but of course there's a deeper meaning to all of it and yeah and the music they really they really made sonic the hedgehog contemplative and slow yeah you know it was just like wow they are really they're really not being subtle about it, you know. It's sure. It's one thing to, it's one thing to make the natural kind of conclusion that eventually Sonic is going to go open world. Mm-hmm. But, and like e- even Dark Souls, you know, Elden Ring is Dark Souls open world. Sure. Um, it's got some Breath of the Wild isms in there, you know. Mm-hmm. It definitely took influence, but it's n- n- not plagiaristic in any sense. Right. And then Sonic just is like, okay, okay. What worked in Breath of the Wild? Um, um, they had towers. Uh, they oh, they had this ancient future, ancient future uh, civilization that had like cool technology, and it's like all glowy lines and stuff. Yeah, and um, there's gonna be some weird century robots too mm-hmm. that follow the same theme. Oh, ooh, the music. Yeah, it should not be high energy guitar music that Sonic is known for. It should be slow, ambient, contemplative piano, piano ballads. <laughs> <laughs> I mean when when that was all we knew about it I it's it's kind of how I felt for the Mario movie it's like there's so much space for it to either 
like after like they announced the Mario movie cast, there's so much space for it to be right. perfect. Uh-huh. But there's so much equal amount of space for it to just be like absolutely disastrous. Yeah. You know, there's there's so many good ideas and bad ideas at hand here that like it can go either way. Tangent, um, you seen the newest trailer? Yeah. I'm optimistic. Dude, Charlie Day yes. is amazing. Yeah. The Super Mario Bros. movie, I mean, it's getting a lot more hype than the Sonic mm-hmm. movies themselves did. Sure. You know, I don't know. I, I liked the Sonic the Sonic sequel movie plenty enough, even though I, I do think it was bad. <laughs> I, I liked it, and I had a good time. I think it's, like, not a great movie. Um, sure. But it was successful, you know, against all odds. Right, I, right, And right. I think that'll make the third one pretty interesting. But, but it might be clips by the Super Mario movie. Right, right. It, it looks like it's going to be pretty decent. The theme of the intro to this episode was that the year of Sonic has been, like, slightly squandered. <laughs> um, the Sonic movie 2 was successful, but in my opinion, as a fan, not amazing, not a good movie, you yeah. know, even though it had some, like, Sonic fan service. Sonic Origins kind of botched release Mm -hmm. like to the point that i I was so excited for it beforehand and um and to this day i still haven't played it just because like the way it was released makes me not want to they changed the music really that changed to me that changes everything like they reorchestrated it or like (sighs) they said nah this music doesn't fit this level anymore let's let's just change it legal issues no the whole michael jackson thing i'm telling you no way it this will be the I, you know, I saw memes about that too. Yeah. I get my news in the format of memes, apparently. But big, big changes. Uh huh. Big mistakes. Uh-huh. Um, you know, when you're launching this definitive edition of the classic Sonic games, this, like, this is where you start with Sonic. If you are mm-hmm. playing Sonic games, you start at these games and messing that up, you know, pretty major. Yeah. And to, to get the show on the road, do we think they botched Sonic Breath of the Wild? Sonic Frontiers. Sonic Frontiers, our perception of the game has shifted, I think, a lot since those initial, like, it's just Sonic Breath of the Wild days. Um, But clearly it is Sonic, but make it open world, which Mm -hmm. hasn't been done before. Sure. And how do we we feel about that? How do we feel about how they executed this? It is one messy jungle out there. Of so many different strange choices that they have thrown together. Th- yeah. It's, into this it's, jungle gym, almost. Yeah. It's a... In, in more ways than just, like, those Breath of the Wild thematic elements. Like, it's, it's, it is, it's a jumble of so many different already pre-established gaming mechanics, concepts, systems. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, a, it's an uneven tapestry of like collectibles and <laughs> upgrade trees and unlockable skills and techniques yeah. that don't do anything and all that just like piled on top of the 3D Sonic gameplay that we've already had for that has been established for a decade. Right. You know, it's it's the same when when you we we talked about this um off the mic a little bit. Uh-huh. But you was it a shock to to play the new 3D Sonic gameplay style, right? Yeah, I think the the biggest example that we, we kind of talked about was like the dash. You know, you you just can boost forward. Boost is yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, okay. The boost meter, the boost the, gauge. There you go. But uh, I mean, is even the gauge has been around for several games, or 
just yeah. the ability to kind of like boost dash, kind of like I was saying, and you you rush forward a good distance usually, um, yeah. carrying your momentum and speed. I mean, perhaps that's something we should have prefaced the, the whole conversation with is, I mean, I consider myself a sure. Sonic super fan. You are also generally a fan of Sonic. Absolutely. But we, neither of us, have done a super swell job of keeping up with Sonic for the past, conveniently, decade or so. Right. In particular, like, the 3D Sonic games. I do feel like, I mean, we both played Sonic Mania um, and and loved it. I feel like I go back and play or touch on more 2D Sonic. It's just easier to pop in and out of a little bit. Totally. Um, I, I am... Before the Switch, like, I don't know, when we were playing games on the TV, I mean, I would pop in Sonic Mega Collection, and, and there was a, a DS collection of the original three Sure, that I had. Like, I, I've played through Sonic 3 and Knuckles. You know, you can breeze, breeze through that in just a few hours. Like, mm-hmm. a, that's like an afternoon. Right. So many times. And then, of course, uh, we do have, I mean, I do have probably less 3D Sonic experience than you in, in general, but still significant experience. Just totally uh, playing all the different games for the GameCube, Sonic Adventure, DX, 2 Battle. Um, I mean, I played some Heroes and Riders. Shadow the Hedgehog. Sha- oh, my God. Oh, baby. Oh, my God. Yeah, man. And so, I, I don't know. I do feel qualified enough to know where it's come from but games like forces and unleashed i and even 06 like i Mm. i've played 06 a little bit and unleashed a little bit but anything in between there that i'm probably even forgetting you know what i mean i oh i own colors but i couldn't stand it for the switch um because it was so broken but anyway yeah you you certainly are knowledge wise i i would (laughs) say you are the bigger sonic fan and just you, you you've that he spent more time in your brain than mine yes that is definitely true and and i don't i don't i can't speak for experience i don't know i don't know that's not even necessarily how i would classify myself as the bigger sonic fan i just think i was always way more into it yeah yeah, like i was way more like obsessed with it as a kid like he was my favorite game character for Mm -hmm. a long time Mm -hmm. and i think yours was always like link or whatever right like i just like have a biased subjective love for sonic (laughs) Uh as a franchise but we are in very similar boats in that my experience with all the new entries for the past like decade and a half mm-hmm. um, has been relatively minimal. I think I've played a little bit more than you, probably. Yeah. But nothing's ever like I. After Sonic 06, <laughs> um, there was Sonic Unleashed, which I we have and I played at the time, but never finished. Mm-hmm. Um, there was Sonic Colors, which was. Same deal. I started it and never finished it. Yeah. There was a few of the, like, Sonic and the Black Knight and oh, right. Sonic and the Secret Rings. Like, weird Wii exclusive offshoots that are... Don't we own Secret Rings? We, yeah. Because I there's a, I can almost, like, picture a level or two out of that. Wasn't yeah. that a almost Temple Run style, mostly runner? It's almost. It's it's one of those things where the, the reason I'm listing the games uh-huh. partially is because there's a solid through line. Even though the 3D Sonic gameplay for Sonic Frontiers is completely different from what we are used to, sure. like you know, over a decade ago, which which is it's Sonic Adventure Two. We love Sonic Adventure Two. Uh-huh. That's our Sonic game. Oh, absolutely. And the GameCube ones after that, that like used mostly the same um, sort of mechanics. Uh-huh. But that's what to to us is what 3D Sonic feels like. It's Sonic sure. Adventure. Let's just be honest. Yep. Um, but Sonic Frontiers feels a lot different than that. But if you, tr- you can track the changes, it is not, 
yeah, the newer 3D Sonic games are kind of classified as the boost Sonic games <laughs> um, because they emphasize that. The the building blocks have been piling on sure. towards that direction for a long time. Yeah, and that is give, getting back to like the point of... Well, we were talking about the boost before yeah. we, you know, before and, we and, got too sentimental there. But <laughs> and and why getting into this game might have felt weird or clunky or jarring. Yeah. Getting into like three D Sonic, but it feels completely different now. Well, and I think I then I asked you like, are the combos? You know what I mean? Are those uh, like repeat? And like, you know, just what else have I missed in the meantime? I wonder. But yeah, it it, it didn't take super long to catch on, and a lot of the mechanics feel similar to Sonic Adventure 2. There's a hell of a lot of rail grinding, and I'm sure that's carried through plenty of games. Mm. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm not afraid to say it was jarring. Yeah, It was a lot to get used to. When you start up the game, it asks you if you want to do one of two different control modes. Well, I don't recall the control modes, but, like, I mean, you definitely have to, like, choose your speed. I mean, there's three speed options, I believe. I might be thinking of the difficulty there for three options but it, it says what kind of gameplay do you want are you used to sonic yeah. game speed or that yeah that's that's what i'm that is that setting that I, is what i was getting at but oh, i couldn't okay. remember, but it, it 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 did specify weird parameters but it was yeah there were two of settings and they were are you new to sonic uh-huh. or have you been playing sonic for a long time yeah but i think choosing the more experienced one the second one mm-hmm. it means have you been playing the boost games Oh. That's how I interpreted it at least because that's what made it harder to play for me. I felt like I was I it made me think how much more I might have enjoyed it wow. had I played on the the easy like if the it easy auto boosted for you or something. Maybe, I don't know. Did did you do the experience one? Yeah, well? I did. Okay. And you know, and because in my interpretation of it and I feel like this was close to what the text said, but it was just are you used to the speed of Sonic games or something okay. like that. Um, Interesting. I, I don't remember exactly how I verbalized it, mm-hmm. but maybe we interpreted it differently yeah, or something. Yeah, maybe so. Well, again, I didn't know the boost existed until I started the game. Sure. And so, uh, yeah, I didn't have that context at the time. But there was also a difficulty setting. There yeah. were three difficulty settings, easy, medium, and hard. Besides one huge, big difference that I've just discovered minutes before recording, um, I really don't know what the diffi- different difficulty settings um, determine because we've kind of relayed that we had similar experiences with any sort of challenge. Like the combat yeah. was generally the same level of difficulty. If, if anything, like the two things that I can think of would be how many rings you lose when you get hit, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I could never quite figure out the ratio there. Um, yeah, me neither. And then also just how how damaged spongy the enemies are right. essentially you know i i feel like that has got to be the main uh that's what i figure of the difficulty i well everything in me was assuming the most pedantic sort of artificial difficulty thing like yeah make the the enemies spongier and hit harder uh-huh. uh on hard as opposed to easy right but after learning about the big huge mega difference i'm kind of rethinking i'm wondering how can we pause what did you have to look up? So, uh, yeah, I, I challenged Connor on the fact that there's, like, a true ending to this game if you choose the hard difficulty. Um, and because, I don't know, I... You played it on normal, and I played it on hard. Yeah. And we were trying to corroborate our experiences, and they didn't line... And they, they I, did line... You thought... I don't know. I, I think I have fake memories of it, because, like, it is so familiar to other 
portions of the game that like sure. you, you I've already gone through. Yeah, um, we we don't want to spoil anything yet. Yeah, but yes, there the difficulties. Maybe maybe the enemies have more health. Maybe you do less damage. Whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, the main difference is that the ending is completely the the gameplay of the ending is completely different. There's an right. extra final boss. Sure. The ending is not different, but the final boss is different. Yes. Um, and I had a much harder time <laughs> than Brayden did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Just for that. what it's worth, I, I don't know if this is worth keeping in if it, if you're embarrassed. But I played on the Switch. You played on the PS4. We of course we can keep this in. That this was um. <laughs> This was uh, intentional. For, I know, I know. To <laughs> to prepare for our, our discussion, um, because I we will get into the hardware issues as well that mm-hmm. this game faced. I mean, we could start with it if we want. But otherwise, we 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 started the game relatively close together and and yeah. had mostly similar experiences. Yeah, um, I, I would say so. You finished a little bit before I did. Um, how how was it playing it on like the go? So that make any difference. Because uh, it felt I, like a pretty console-esque game to me. More so than, say, even Pokemon, what I'm playing right now. Um, hey, episode coming up. Check it out. Subscribe. <laughs> um, but it, it, it was a game I kind of do wish I'd played more on the TV screen. Mm-hmm. Like, And that's just really not something I do most of the time anymore. I'm almost exclusively portable mode. Right. Um, unless there's, like, friends over and we're like, playing you know what i mean playing co-op or something like it it stays in my hands and i would i would be interested to see some just (laughs) if any of any of the plethora of performance issues Mm. were resolved you know what i mean sure uh, because there were so many at i can't imagine between tv mode and portable mode i mean between our versions probably but i I don't i don't think it would have looked much better on the switch on the tv versus Mm. on the switch itself Right. I yeah, I don't know. It just every turn of the camera, every angle change, you know, just mm. affected even I mean, the minute to minute gameplay, you know, like Yeah, of course. I mean, here we are getting into it. This game is ambitious in a lot of ways. That's nice of you to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm starting by being kind um to this game. Mm-hmm. I guess um it's very ambi- i mean sonic the 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 equation that should have been the first thing that sonic team the developers thought of was in terms of making the game run on hardware well uh-huh. optimized uh perform well you know yeah as a video game is open world plus moving as fast as sonic <laughs> equals you know how how do we render that? Right. Yeah. You know, equals Breath of the Wild could have a problem. It's crazy that Breath of the Wild had whatever problems this was solved mm-hmm. six five six years ago on this very same console. Sure. I mean, the fastest that game got was like the Master Cycle or whatever. Yeah. But you know, it never let you go. I, I don't know. Even even at the fastest you were going, it still had a way to render everything in the vista. Yeah. Equally and and properly. Sure. At all times. So that the illusion of it being a game that has to like optimize graphics and like run on hardware while not making it catch on fire. Uh huh. Um <laughs> happened. Um and Sonic Frontiers is not, did not solve that five years later. Um Sonic moves 
too fast uh, for the game to render objects properly. Right. And the game is filled with objects. <laughs> Shoot, it is littered with crap. These vast open vistas that you get to sprint across 100 miles an hour as Sonic. Which, which feels right. Which feels just fine um, until you run into an object that just materialized in front of your face because the game hadn't loaded it yet. Yep. And... And the and the open vistas are littered with objects like that. Even just rocks. Like, I mean, not all of them are like... Rocks bring your momentum to an absolute... There, there is no momentum. Yeah. You are just running and then you're not. Which seems strange for a game that... Emphasizes and prioritizes speed so much. And ground movement. Like, they, they really did just put a lot of junk that you, you'll smack into. Mm-hmm. Um or bounce off of if you catch that little performance issue just right. right. You know, it'll send you flying off into space for a second. The game is glitchy. Mm-hmm. And it's really glitchy. It's a very glitchy game um, on both platforms. Yeah. Um, I There is still plenty of object pop-in on the PlayStation 4 version. Um, I don't know if it's more than the Switch version. Mm-hmm. I know, like you said... I would assume it, not, but... Really? I mean, just... I don't know. Just the way the Switch runs and the, its power versus the PlayStations. I figure they would have gotten that a little more right. But Sure. I don't know. It's hard to say. I, I, I did see a tw- sure. another one of those Twitter videos where a guy just like uncapped uh-huh. the amount of objects that could be rendered. And he, I mean, he was playing it on like PC or whatever, but... Uh-huh. It just like made it so that every object that exists is rendered at once, mm-hmm. um, and it was performing fine. There was no performance issues, <laughs> and that it that it was like the the Switch version that ultimately universally kind of kneecapped the performance of all of the versions, the PlayStation Five version you uh, know, you sure? that should never have pop in because mm-hmm. it has that solid state drive in there, baby. Oh yeah, I don't know. Yeah, interesting. That <laughs> interesting that um, they're still struggling with this developmentally. It's interesting about the speed and about Sonic and the way he handles. I've talked about it about Elden Ring before, and I think it made it into our discussion on the show as well. But about traversal and like a proper traversal mechanic, yeah, to like distinguish itself, sure, and how Breath of the Wild nailed that with its environments because it, the way the paraglider made you rethink how you traverse an environment exactly completely. yeah um and Elden ring was sort of missing that in terms of its open world it, it had a huge interesting open world mm-hmm. but the way that you wanted to walk through yeah but there was only one way to walk through it uh-huh. you know sonic only has one way to go through anywhere yeah you can only run i don't know i, I don't think sonic feels very good to control in this open world with hmm. these modern sonic mechanics, the boost mechanics and such, um, I think it sometimes it feels fine, but it makes me really sad how herky jerky it is. It's all very stop and start. It looks that's fluid when sure. it's, it's it looks really fluid when it's being played well, uh-huh. and that's part of it. Is like you know you get the ranks in the in the levels. Yeah, uh, it's it's a score based thing. You know, like you, it, the better you perform the easier the game gets to play. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. The more you familiarize yourself with the mechanics, that's all well and good. Mm-hmm. But to me, it just doesn't, especially compared to where Sonic has been in the past and how the 2D games work themselves, there's just no physics to anything. Yeah. 
Not, I mean, there's, there's no not momentum. Much. Well, it's interesting. I feel like they try and build that into, I mean, there's so many little shortcuts and so, and they're not even shortcuts. They are the rails that lead to a collectible that you need or a key that you need or something. But they're generally a series of rails and springs or platforms that you kind of have to run through. And that feels good to land quickly, you know what I mean? And and sometimes the camera will shift, and so, like, you kind of go into a 2D perspective, and you build momentum there, but the problem is you're stopping every couple seconds to do another one of those, I don't even know what to call them, like, just the rails for collectibles. The little um, obstacle courses? Yeah, I guess. what I've heard them referred to as, I don't know, little, yeah, little mini, I don't, it's... Uh, we gotta, we gotta reel back a little bit. Yeah, we I need think. to establish like what the game, but what the world looks like. Yeah, the 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 systems, at, the grand like game mechanics and systems at place are so convoluted, and and like we were saying, it's just like a bunch of gaming conventions just kind of like piled on top of Sonic. Yeah, that it's like it's hard to know exactly where to start. Um, I mean, they're so it, it's. Because it also takes an influence. All those gaming conventions come from somewhere. And sure. in addition to the obvious Breath of the Wild influence, which was on its face, you know, months and months ago before release. Yeah. After playing it, there's a lot of Super Mario Odyssey. Sure. There's a lot of Metal Gear Rising. Um, cool. There's a lot of Shadow of the Colossus yes. in there. Like, something that we've talked about, again, off mic um, in our pre-recording conversations is just how little innovative or actually new there is it's mostly just like sonic but with a bunch of other games ideas piled on top there's nothing completely new or fresh or innovative in my opinion it's a little harsh well and i mean it's hard to tell because every all of those different ideas that yes are taken from other games they're sonic colored now you know what i mean they're sonic flavored now sonic colors and yeah i i didn't (laughs) like that um and uh and so like it's hard to tell is this something new or is this you know pirated from some some things are way more sonic flavored than others yeah um so since before the game came out and we've gotten more ideas on what this game was going to be um, and the creators, wow, we haven't touched on Yuji Naka at oh, all. Oh, we skipped him. Um, oh man, here's an, one more brief tangent, just one more, uh-huh. um, before I get serious about what the game is. The creator of Sonic the Hedgehog just got arrested for <laughs> several billion yen of insider trading this year, like weeks ago. Like as of this weeks, recording. And mere weeks after the release of the game as well. Yes, after Sonic Frontiers. And is in like in prison in mm-hmm. Japan. Yuji Naka. Um, so, yeah, the year of Sonic has really not panned out. <laughs> <laughs> super, upper, super optimistically. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, I don't know. It, it, I, it has nothing to do with Sonic Frontiers directly um necessarily other than like i don't know maybe he was siphoning money from the project or something sure, or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. something internal that we'll never know um but <laughs> just just food for thought just you know additional fun facts con- with connor fun facts with sonic yeah um additional context um but as i was saying um since before the games released um 
and they were asking interview questions about the game, the there was this quote thrown, thrown around a lot that said the game was open zone. It's not an open Ooh. world game. It's an open zone game. That, yeah. And this game has five open zones. Mm-hmm. That is that is pretty correct. I would say it's it's halfway between Breath of the Wild and Super Mario Odyssey. Right. In that there's five like kingdoms. There's five different overworlds. Um, but each called overworld islands called islands. In, yeah, there's in game. That's yes. In Sonic and his friends have traveled to the Starfall Islands, mm-hmm. and there are five islands that you get to explore through the game, and they're all very big. They're huge. Yeah, they're not Mario Odyssey sized kingdoms. They're bre- they're kind of chunks of Breath of the Wild style. Yeah, like ex- exploration vistas. Mm-hmm. You know, um, open little miniature open worlds. And, and, I mean, they are, again, pretty big. And a lot of times they don't feel as big because you're Sonic and you move across them so quickly. But, yeah, they're, they're various sizes um, and shapes, which can make yeah. traversal miserable. Um, Certainly. Some of them have a lot of dead space and, and bottomless pits. Cliffs that you can't get up if you fall down and you have to go all the way back around. And not a ton of run around space. Yeah. Yeah, the, the the islands come with varying degrees of quality, but you do progress through the list of islands in a linear order. You know, it's not sure. like you choose each zone, open right, zone. Right, right. But within each island, like starting with the first one, Kronos Island, correct? That sounds right. Each island has a number of objectives and bonuses kind of sprinkled all throughout. But the main progression consists of collecting ev- each of the seven Chaos Emeralds on each, on each island. Yep. Um, you start at one point, and you have to collect... All seven. Yeah. And, and, and they and, transport themselves to the next island, essentially, right. by the time yes. you're done. Once you collect all seven Chaos Emeralds, you fight the island's boss, mm-hmm. and then you progress to the next island. Yes. And there's just a whole... The reason I'm kind of like jittery in my words is because i'm making sure i'm not skipping something but i'm skipping every there's so much noise in between yeah oh All, yeah on each island there are usually like around six portals yep right and so, six, yeah i would say six to even i don't know maybe ten and these right yeah well maybe some of them did six to ten ish mm-hmm. portals on each island and these portals are miniature levels, like yes. linear, uh, miniature conventional 3D Sonic levels. They're like linear races, um, yep. where you complete like a linear level, grinding, running, jumping, um, collecting rings, the normal Sonic fare, yeah. uh, to a goal point. And then you get ranked for that level based on how you perform, timing, rings collected, Stuff like that. Well said. And you, 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 <laughs> so far, so good. You, you got around that pretty, pretty cleanly. <laughs> um, and each island has several of these levels. Yes. That and these levels you can, you can complete in any order. Uh, depending on what yeah. order you find the the towers in that contain these cyberspace yeah, levels. Yeah, they're called they're called cyberspace portals. They mm-hmm. take you to cyber cyberspace. Um, Sonic gets like phased into them. Mm-hmm. They're essentially this game's 
version of Breath of the Wild's shrines or Mario Odyssey's like bonus levels, like you know when you ditch your hat and you do a platforming challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that kind of thing, just sure. like separate linear challenges. You have to complete these portal levels to unlock the Chaos Emeralds. Yes. Is is the reason you have to play these levels? Yes. Um, and it's not like it's a one for one exchange either. Yes. You receive a form of currency essentially by completing these levels that yeah. you then spend to unlock the Chaos Emeralds at various other points on the map. Right. It's um based each each level has four goals. Mm-hmm. One of them is get like the S rank time. Yep. Each level has a certain amount of red coins or whatever that you can collect. If you collect all the red coins, you get a key. Yep. Um, each level has four keys and four goals to unlock those keys. And you need a certain amount of keys to open the Chaos Emerald, the gates. <laughs> barriers, barriers. Force field. Force, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so far, so good. And, and you... The Chaos Emerald gates unlock consecutively progressively like you can there were times when i would come out of a a portal Uh and have unlocked two chaos emerald gates because i'd gotten four keys and i needed you know more than does that make sense yeah 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 yeah. and then like maybe it was like two keys and then two keys and then it would show me the cutscene of two chaos emeralds yeah they didn't need that cutscene they didn't (laughs) (laughs) that that cutscene like again a lot of noise the cutscene is muddling our conversation about the chaos (laughs) emeralds because there's just so many steps and then and and this is still in broad strokes. There are about to be even more steps because sometimes the progression of your Chaos Emeralds gets, gets interrupted by you having to talk to a character. Yes. Um, it's every... everyone's favorite Sonic characters on each of the islands. Mm-hmm. Starting at the beginning, like each each of the five islands, kind of with exception, Yeah. Um, the rule being uh, each of the five islands has a, a different character that's like trapped there that you are... there they're like sonic's friends are trapped in cyberspace themselves yes but they can kind of phase into the island and communicate with sonic like in the first island chronos island amy is there and is like walking around but is like a cyber digitized version of herself and she's like i can't feel anything bro but but before she even talks you have to unlock a certain amount of the character tokens well, to get them out of that portal ball. I know, I know. We'll get. We can get to it. But like, but I mean, those character tokens, memory tokens, Fuck. Brayden, character memory. gems, <laughs> character <laughs> gems. <laughs> um, so so the you, like. The I mean, progress- that's the first thing you do. I'm pretty sure before a chaos emerald. Oh yeah, you have to because you have to talk to Amy. Before anything happens, you know what I mean. It says collect seven. Maybe that's memory why it tokens. confused me so much from the get go. And then you have to go find these random little obstacle course rail things that I was talking about that <sighs> shoot you off up into the sky. And oh, there's a gem. There's a memory token. Memory token up there. And so you got your first memory token. And then you do a few more obstacle courses and you talk to Amy, free her from the bondages of cyberspace, <laughs> and. Then you can go start hunting for Chaos Emeralds. <laughs> um, but then if you want to talk well, to her again later on, you have to spend more character tokens. Right. Memory tokens. Memory tokens. Um, what Brayden's saying is correct. I just... I, I, conventionally, where it fits into the structure of the game at large. Yeah, conventionally. Yeah, bring um, me back. Yeah. 
you're collecting the Chaos Emeralds in an order, but occasionally it will it will interrupt that your Chaos Emerald collecting instead of saying instead of your objective being collect the Chaos Emerald or uh-huh. collect keys for the Chaos Emerald, it will say talk to character. Amy is on the first island, Knuckles is on the second island, um, story spoil- story spoilers, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to unlock and you have to talk to that character. And usually that character will be at like the site of the next Chaos Emerald. But in order to talk to that character and progress the game, you will have to collect their memory tokens, which is another collectible. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of collectathon elements in this game, a lot of collectibles, and it can get really confusing. We're still painting in broad strokes here. Mm-hmm. You have to collect the memory their, that character's memory tokens, and you collect those tokens by doing what Braden was describing, which is, and what we were kind of describing earlier, mm-hmm. um, which are these obstacle courses that are just kind of sprinkled throughout the open world, the islands, um, out in the out in the open. Yeah. Um, just rails and bumpers and springs and platforms just kind of randomly... Usually st- heading vertically to some... They're, they t- they're typically in the air. Sure. Um, yeah, to some degree. And a lot of times you, you'll have to climb up a little bit. They're just floating um, level geometry, just kind of like in... on the island for no real reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all, a lot of the stuff that has the problem with pop-in, too, is like there's yeah. just so much stuff just like floating everywhere uh-huh. and the game has trouble rendering it. Um, but you, typically at the end of each of these little obstacle courses, um, you get a memory token and once you collect enough memory tokens, you can talk to the character and Sonic will have like a little dialogue scene with Knuckles or Tails or Amy or whoever. Um, and once you do that, you can progress the story. What happens with the progression, though, is you have to do those mini games, dude. You have to do the Coco mini games, right? But that's typically to acquire a Chaos Emerald, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, sometimes you have to talk to the character to trigger a a, a mission. Yeah. A little mini game, and you complete the mini game, and you collect a Chaos Emerald. Uh-huh. So you have to do those. Um, yeah. Do we do we get into the Coco now? Yeah, the Coco, Korok, <laughs> Chow combination. Man, they're they're Koroks. Uh, yeah, they're they're this. It's and just another one. Pretty of Pretty shameless. Extremely pretty shameless. Pretty shameless on that front. You collect these um, little creatures called Coco, and they're just like these little tiny stone golem things that are cute, but very cute, very cutesy, extremely cutesy. Um, but they just—they bear a striking re- resemblance to Koroks from Breath of the Wild. Yes. it's pretty absurd. Um, and you find you find them very randomly. They're just kind of scattered around um, mm-hmm. at points of interest on the map. Um, usually, yeah, uh, they're just kind of walking around, and you run into them and pick them up, and you collect them. They're more of a, a supplementary collectible because you collect them. To trade to a Coco Elder, there's a Coco. There, there's a <laughs> there's Elder Coco and there's a Hermit Coco. That's right. There's yeah. Two I sp- couldn't tell you which one did what. Me neither. There's there's two special Elder characters you can talk to, and you can tr- one uh, for one of them. You can trade the Coco you have, the lost Coco that you have collected, um, in order 
to they're the ring one right yeah 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 you, yeah. you can yeah, yeah, yeah. increase your ring capacity or your speed limit essentially right. yeah you can you can max speed return the cocoa that the lost cocoa you have collected to the elder or the hermit or whatever to raise your maximum ring capacity as you mm-hmm. collect rings and for those the the uninitiated rings are your health in sonic games yes um or you can increase your top speed you there's rpg elements in this game um you can increase <laughs> your levels um you oh man and then there's so and then you can you, you can increase your ring level and your speed you can also increase your attack and defense yes um you do this oh I, and there's portal gears dude too Oh my god. You have to get portal gears to open the portals. I forgot. There are so many little tiny shiny objects that you have to collect in order to progress to do the next thing. It's true. You the portals that I've been talking about that you get the keys from, you have to collect portal gears to even open those portals. And you you get the portal gears by defeating bosses in the overworld. There are boss- Not even bosses. Like yeah, sometimes the- they're just like boring enemies, dude. That's, I guess that's true, too. but also there's the other challenges, too, you know, the ones that unlock the map. Yeah. There's oh, yeah. so much. There there are boss enemies walking around the map, right? Uh-huh. That's, this much is true. Um, each island has its own set of unique boss enemies that are roaming the map. Yeah. Some of them cool to varying degrees, some <laughs> of them very annoying yep. to varying degrees, but you collect portal gears by defeating these bosses. That's those, that's their main function. Yep. Besides being there and having to be Breath of the Wild... The boss enemies are there to guard the portal gears. Yes. That's the point. That's what they tried, at least. Um, and then, what? I was just going to talk about like the enemies real quick. Like mm-hmm. Mechanically, some of them are fun, and they cover the range of like Sonic's movement capabilities, you know what I mean? Like, are you they... talking about regular enemies or like the boss fights? Both, because the point that the I'm going to make is like they all look very similar. Like the color, like I wish, I know they're robots, mm-hmm. you know, and ancient robots at that, you know what I mean? Or something. Right. Digital, cyber, ancient robots. I mean, um, they're, they're doing the Sheikah technology, you know. Yeah. Um, it just would have been cool. I just imagine creative, like colorful Sonic totally. enemies roaming this map instead right. of like these ugly, yeah, dull, egg, gray. Eggman badniks. You yeah, know? Totally. yeah. I, I, it could have been different surely (laughs) but that's just another thing that they like that it feels like was copied from another game's paper whether it's the shiga technology Mm and breath of the wild or like the nature of the colossi yeah in shadow of the colossus you know just some ain't some like i don't know something that stands out because it's ancient instead of it like actually fitting in with the franchise Mm -hmm. up to that point is mostly what i'm saying um sorry i got us off track no no no, no, about the portal gears well (laughs) i mean the field bosses and the field enemies are i guess uh, as good a transition as any to talk about the combat which is new to this game sure that's that's maybe even the more ambitious part than the open world stuff for 3d sonic games is this like very platinum games-esque combat system um it's very kind of like it's very bayonetta it's very devil may cry sure uh light i would say it's a very shallow version of 
combat systems that have worked and been successful and challenging and engaging. Mm-hmm. You unlock these skill points mm. by uh, defeating enemies. Um, if you do tricks in the air, you get a little bit of experience points, and I, maybe even completing like objectives. I'm not sure. Mm. Um, they come very easily. But right. Like it, you. Yes. I mean, it's new for Sonic to have a skill tree in this game, too. Yeah. Like, he has an, an, a skill tree with with upgradable, like, he an upgrade path. You yeah. Can, uh, you that can level you, them up. That you spend these spill, skill points on. Yeah. Um, and so you, you won't unlock his whole combo tree immediately, but, mm. um, yeah, you, you work your way down, and then it does split once, I think. Right. You know, um, which... Wow. Almost as good as Sekiro's skill tree oh, the fact that it branches that's so sekiro that's you can <laughs> clearly see the sekiro influence yes um but yeah and most of these this skill tree this upgrade tree it, they're all new combat combos mm-hmm. for the most part and the combat i mean that's really what it is it's it's devil may cry bayonetta light it's it's beat up combat but with any sort of strategy or technique or like skill involved left extremely nebulous yeah it's got it's got the whole nine yards it's got like your attack button it's got a combo meter it's got you can your dodge roll Uh sonic has a dodge roll it's got a parry parry with a counter attack Uh you know uh where you time your parry with the enemy like when the enemy hits you Mm -hmm. um I don't know. It's it's very interesting. And it's got all these different... All of these skills that you unlock on the skill tree have really different flavored attacks. They all have they, different visual flavor. They're very flashy. They're very fun. Yeah, very flashy. And they feel cool to do, but it's really tough to tell if they do more damage to mm-hmm. an enemy than the other. It's t- They all... The timing is... A l- is- I found the timing to be very wonky as well. Yes. Like, they it's have... hard to know when a move is ending to start a new one, and sometimes they'll cut each other off. If you, like, press a different button yeah. mid-combo, it'll just, like, launch into the new button. And not in a way that doesn't feel like it's on purpose. Right. Um, it's not like like Street Fighter combos. Yeah. Know? It's like, it just is in- interrupting something you're in the middle of, and sometimes the enemy doesn't care. Oh, yeah. Um, like, all these skills that you unlock have cool animations, and they... they feel different mm-hmm. um but usually the enemy can just kind of hit you through them yes if you with with it being tough to tell what is doing more what combo attack is doing more damage than another mm-hmm. it makes it feel like like there's one unlockable ability that you like press b after you attack and you do a stomp attack from above right um there's one up, upgrade skill technique whatever that allows you to attack from afar so that if you're next to it you won't and it's launching an attack you won't get damaged mm-hmm. they they all have different flavors of maneuverability to them that makes it feel like they're you're meant to employ different skills against different enemy attacks right yeah you know the the enemy that's like attacking in front of you you want to use the stomp attack and get and get the drop on get them over, from above. yeah get over them um like in a Paper Mario sort of way. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't jump on the enemy with spikes on its head. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And you don't attack with your hammer from in front with the enemy that has spikes on its front. Uh-huh. Um, however, it does not work like that in Sonic Frontiers. It just, like, is random and doesn't seem to make a difference. The enemy, like, the boss enemies especially do not feel like they're designed to 
interact with your own moveset? No, yeah, they aren't responsive at all to being hit or, um, they're very statue-esque. Yeah, stationary. And and pretty, pretty damage spongy to a degree. When you're playing on hard mode, extremely damage spongy. Mm -hmm. Take it from me. Um, I... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how it ended up being for you, but for me, it would end up being a race. If you if you end up landing, if you end up landing up to thirty hits, I think in your combo, you activate Phantom Rush. Sure. And for me, it was just a race to activate Phantom Rush as soon as possible because then you can just kind of tap, mash the square button until uh-huh. the, the thing is dead. Is that what you did too? I never quite got Phantom Rush down. Like I saw really? it unlock sometimes, but it was never a a like combo I initiated. I don't think. And at some point, we haven't said this yet, but at some point I turned auto combat on. No, oh, me too. That's that's another weird thing about the combat is that you can unlock on yeah, this. Oh, that's crazy! It's a skill tree thing. Yeah, isn't it, it like the last one? No, it, it it is to the side. It is a branch. Okay, <laughs> got it. It's a non-essential branch. You don't have to buy it mm-hmm. um, to unlock other skills. Um, but yeah, one of the unlockable skills, some way into the skill tree, is an auto combat option where you can just tap the, you can just mash the attack button and then it will automatically initiate different combos. Yeah. And again, at the cost of reduced damage. Is it? Is that right? Those, yeah, those combos do less damage than if you initiate them yourself. That is interesting. That does lend an interesting strategy i mean i will say did you you employed auto combat i did but then i still would end up button mashing and at some point i did like learn okay this one's gonna send me up into the air or uh you know like the, really? the air stomp um i just relied on the auto combat just because none of the other combos made sense to manually employ to me uh-huh. and you would think with the auto combat on that it would employ the move that makes the most sense against what the enemy is doing. Right. It did not. No. I no. would regularly get hit in whatever in the middle of whatever animation that I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, that it decided was the best <laughs> skill to employ, <laughs> or was just next on the wheel. Yeah. Whatever. You know. I mean, whatever. It, however, it decided what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, all that to say, combat's a mess. Combat yeah. is truly an underdeveloped mess um ambitious again sure uh especially for sonic and especially how much care parts of it were um given mm-hmm. um like like you said a lot of the field bosses have creative designs some of the regular enemies well i get a lot of the bosses have interesting mechanics surrounding them and then you once you get it's kind of like a zelda boss like once you figure out the puzzle Mm -hmm. then you get to like wail on it with your sword a little bit same with sonic once you figure once you do like the sonic like platforming challenge that the boss employs which are usually cool and creative Uh once you get to the wailing on it part it's just like well now i'm just like smashing x right and i can still get hit for some reason (laughs) (laughs) yeah there were just, and I mean, like, there were so many different moves that, yeah, it just, it kind of made it feel mm. a little arbitrary, like, why? And just more noise. Why like, do I, yeah, why do I have so much variety, like? It, it felt cluttered. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you, yeah, you don't, you don't want, it, it's, 
it's a nice thought to have like a wide creative like arsenal of moves to mm-hmm. select from, but like too much and too complicated, and it just like makes it feel muddy. Yeah, you know, just just too much. Um, let's see, Portal Gears, Coco. Oh, <laughs> the two. So going back to the list of collectibles that we're on, um, you get the Portal Gears from these boss fights, right? And you get you skill just... pieces to unlock the skill tree. Um, oh, the, the attack the... and defense. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And those. So, I guess, I guess this is the final variety of challenge there is presented in the overworld. The la- the the last like point of interest that is present. We didn't really discuss the map beacons. I don't know if that's, that's what these are. That's what I'm getting to. Oh, this, this is yeah. I'm I'm leading up into the last one. I I don't feel like we ever quite. I feel like somehow we we leaped off, we leapt off right before we said it. But like, there are tiny little attack crystals and defense crystals mm. that you collect also from enemies on occasion, or you kind of dig them up with this fancy little move Sonic has. Um, you also you get them the most from the map challenges, from like the obstacle thingies. No, from the ones the ones that unlock the map. Oh, right. You know, remember you, you do the little overworld challenges yeah. and it shows you the seed. That's where I started getting my first uh-huh. ones, at least. Gotcha. That makes sense. That's what explained it to right. me. Right. <laughs> the camera little... Yeah, like shows... The camera it. literally moves over to... To show you the seed. Yeah. Um, That's always right next to you, so it doesn't matter. Like, I was actually impressed by how close they managed to place it oh, on, man. at the end of those map challenges. I definitely missed a few because it didn't. <laughs> it's so silly and so <laughs> stupid and so arbitrary. But okay, from the beginning, the overworld, the final like kind of set of challenges there are in the overworld mm-hmm. to go over. There's the bosses. There's the portals. There's the obstacle courses, but there's also these little map challenges that appear as beacons um, in the overworld with like a question mark, like a point of interest, like right. solve a puzzle here or whatever. And usually there's some, we'll, we'll get into it in a second, but they're just really arbitrary, silly, stupid challenges. Mm-hmm. But once you complete them, you <laughs> unlock part of the map. And you unlock a seed of power or a seed of defense. Mm-hmm. And that's correct? Yep. Um, a red seed or a blue seed. And these are how you upgrade your attack or defense. Yes. Um, you take them to the cur- the Coco Hermit and you exchange <laughs> that those for attack boost or defense boost, respectively. Yes. Um, you can also earn these seeds from, yes, completing the obstacle courses or from digging them up or whatever, like mm-hmm. Braden was saying. But ma- mostly it's through the map challenges, yeah. right? That's Yeah, I would say that's the most consistent method, yes. Yeah. However, like, I guess I'll do the seed thing first. The camera, like it shows you the camera. Mm-hmm. I could never tell where they were. The camera angle was so weird and random every time. Yes. From respective to wherever I, what whatever position I completed the challenge mm-hmm. at. It was like, okay, now over here is the seed. Right. And I was like, where? That's interesting, because by the end of the game, my consensus was like, yes, the camera angle was pointless. Like, it that did not help. But I was always impressed, like, oh, they knew where I was going to end this challenge. And it was, it, it was <laughs> the pretty, bare minimum. And it was, it was pretty close. You know what I mean? I could generally find it pretty quickly. <laughs> Why don't they just give it to you? Why don't they just... Why is it a collectible that you have to take to another place? Why don't they just increase your attack right. or your defense? Just absorb them. 
Oh, man. The Hermit Coco and the Elder Coco are pointless fixtures on the map. Point... Well, not... I mean, not pointless because they upgrade your crap. But, but also like, they serve as fast travel. Yeah. Once you... Uh, but, okay, 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 okay. Before, yeah. before that, before that... Um, By the way, there is no fast travel. There is no fast... Well, Sonic is fast. Oh. Um, there is no fast travel. That is correct. There, these open zones are very big and very open, mm-hmm. and sometimes getting across them is ex- extremely elaborate. It's not a matter of just like zoom bombing down a hill as Sonic right. and like getting there. Yeah, it's like a very elaborate series of steps and platforming challenges to get across the map for mm-hmm. no reason. Um, and there is no fast travel. And okay, okay, okay. so backing up to the overworld challenges that unlock parts of the map yeah. i have to address this yeah you hate you hate this so much and i love it i i i i feel like i've been pretty... i don't love the con i don't love what sonic frontiers did i love that you hate it so much <laughs> <laughs> i i feel like i've been pretty neutral and maybe even kind patient with this game mm-hmm. in discussion so far um relatively to relative to how i actually feel about it um the one thing that I have truly loathed <laughs> about this game, in this open world game, this open zone game, this mm-hmm. is, this Breath of the Wild clone, Super Mario Odyssey clone, is how you unlock the map, <laughs> like the visual map, like you know, in any in any in any video game now. Yeah, you, let you press, alone open world. Yeah, let alone open world. You press select and you can see the map, mm-hmm. an overhead map. You know. Yeah of the world that you were in and the way that this game unlocks that is so silly and so ill thought that it baffles me and i can't believe it didn't affect you as much as it did to me it made me so mad immediately it it soured me on this game (laughs) in addition to the bevy of buffeting collectibles Mm -hmm. Um, that it just throws at you at the top of the game with the seeds and the gears and the everything. Mm-hmm. Once I completed that first challenge and it sh- unlocked a part of the map that I was not in, <laughs> yeah. I got yeah. so upset. Mm-hmm. I don't know. How do you how do you break it down? So the map is a, is in a grid. Yeah, it's uh, in a grid formation. Um, and conventionally, you know, like the the Ubisoft model is mm-hmm. for for this kind of game is like you you go up into a tower or a, a high point of interest you know yeah, something yeah, that yeah. attracts your attention naturally on the landscape mm-hmm. and you get all the way up it and at the look to- around yeah and that's how you unlock a, a a part of the overhead map on your like select screen mm-hmm. that was initially invisible or obscured or that you hadn't explored yet is now visible so now you can see where you can explore yeah Sonic Frontiers does not play by that very <laughs> sensible rule. Um, whenever you complete these like several dozen per island challenges, it unlocks a very, very small portion of the map mm-hmm. um, at a time, a few pieces of the grid. Yeah. Almost randomly, so almost randomly that it doesn't even show you, it doesn't even reveal the part of the map that you're on all the time. Right. So you're just like still in obscurity. You're still like, wait, can I? Where am I? Mm-hmm. How do I get to where? <laughs> did you notice that there's no compass? I don't know if I did. 
Oh, man. It's got... Oh, man. This game's a mess, dude. Yeah. It's got an overhead map. It's got north, south, east, west. Sure. But the radial, like... Scope thingy? Yeah, the the the... I mean, for like, it's the compass, you mm-hmm. know, the thing that shows you your objectives on the main, in the main oh, game. Oh, that, got it, yeah. Does not have north, east, west, and south. Interesting. So, like, I had a really hard time figuring Knowing out what direction I was going. Yeah. <laughs> Navigation is a huge problem in this game mm-hmm. for many reasons, and that's one of them. And so is unlocking the map. That, that really... M- pissed me off so bad (laughs) as i was already like booting up the game and being like how does this game work yeah and i thought the one thing i could rely on was like okay i gotta unlock the map and then i'll know where i'm going Mm -hmm. and that did not happen immediately and i was like oh the one thing that i discovered and and just leaned on which i think was my crutch to get through how janky the mechanic was was that it guaranteed when you when you beat a map challenge and unlocked a new portion of the map, it always showed you, it always unlocked a quadrant of the grid that had a new map icon on it. So if you headed for that map, you know what I mean. But I'm I was, not heading, like yeah. I would go on tangents where I would just want to unlock the map. You know what I mean, and just like try and make it more clear where I was going. Um, to me, that's so I would just follow the trail of map icons. That's fair. Maybe maybe that is like the natural progression that I wanted you to do, but it also like felt like it was competing with getting the chaos emeralds. Oh, hundred percent. Because that's what I ended up doing. I I, I never com- fully completed any of the maps mm-hmm. myself. I I think the one I got highest was like was the first one, Chronos Island, and I got like ninety six percent or something. Um, but yeah, I, I would I much especially worth noting considering the quality of challenge that these things Ugh. entail the the Woof. overworld challenges that you complete in order to unlock the map are just boring and lame and unchallenging it, and repetitive filler, repe- repetitive pointless truly just like some of the most filler gameplay some of them are little puzzles on the floor where you have to jump on different lights. Some of them you have to punch a ball through a hoop. Um, that might be the one that like employed the core Sonic Sonic game mechanics like the most well. Yeah, is the one where you have to homing attack into the ball into the hoop. It's yeah. Like, oh, there's a little bit of like I'm playing as Sonic in this mm-hmm. versus like deal 200 damage in 30 seconds. Uh- or, and then you deal 5,000 yeah, in that same 30 <laughs> seconds. In five seconds. <laughs> yeah. Um, or, like, the light puzzles. Like, the, the, the laser, like, mirror Ooh, lighting. that was terrible. Just, like, weird Zelda puzzle. Like, truly, like, <laughs> they were shrines. Yeah. Though it's, it's just like you're doing shrines in Zelda. As if you were doing shrines to unlock the map. Oh, but so... But so much more shallow and pedantic and and not even yeah not even challenging 95 percent of the time no just just work yeah they're just obligatory Mm -hmm. you know um all this you know all this to say there's a lot that's filling out this world you know Mm -hmm. this open world that you're running around in there's a lot to do 
There's a lot to see. A um, lot of the doing feels the same at the end of the day. It does. It's it's very samey. Even very those much checklist. Extremely. You know? Because you're just collecting meaningless... Obje- like, you're getting portal gears to unlock the portals. Why not just, like... Have the portals be unlocked so I can visit the levels. You're unlocking it's portal char- gears to get keys to get chaos emeralds. To there's you, one don't more. Don't forget the memory tokens. Yeah, memory tokens. To... And then the cocoa. Oh, oh, oh. The the you know the moment there's one more collectible, and the moment that I knew that this game was yeah. just plagiarism. The game, the the collectible that I saw, is the purple coins. Yes. You know we've we've. We've got the portal gears, portal gears, emerald keys, mm-hmm. um, the memory cocoa, tokens. memory tokens, um, the seeds of power, mm-hmm. um, seeds of defense. You know, there's a lot of like X, Y, like adjective noun. <laughs> yeah. Like, this object is to is for this objective, uh-huh. you know? Uh-huh. But then there's there's one collectible there's one kind of collectible the purple coin mm-hmm. that they could have made anything else other than exactly what is in super mario odyssey <laughs> you, know? you know what i mean yeah yeah you collect purple coins in the same way that you do in super mario odyssey and why are they coins and why are they purple yes. make them any other color and any other object that... don't be so blatant with it well and so they serve a very specific purpose a very Um, superfluous purpose a very like but and and in that uh vein they could have been purple fishing hooks they could have been you know what i mean yeah like uh you know yeah anything but you collect purple coins in the overworld these these are collectibles that are also just kind of like out in the open to collect like rings yes but they're usually in like little bunches of three or four just kind of mm-hmm. like hidden in corners like in a, in a on the roof of a ruin or something yeah. like that they're they're a little obscure but they are just like a collectible that you are that are out in the open mm-hmm. um and you use these purple coins to go fishing and play the fishing mini game <gasps> big the cat big the cat is back yeah um and he's all out of bubble gum. <laughs> Did you know, fun fact, that Big the Cat's original voice actor is the same voice actor as Duke Nukem? No way. Fun fact. That which is fun. Hence that joke. Uh-huh. Um, no longer. Different guy now. Um, okay. But... <laughs> Once upon a time? Yeah. Um, bonus. Bonus info. Um, but yeah, so so one of the portals that leads you to the levels mm-hmm. in this game, mm-hmm. um, there's one portal per island that... Uh, teleports you to Big the Cat's cyberspace. Do you want to know what's crazy? No, maybe. I think there's more than one portal on the, at least the last island. One More than one fishing portal? I think so. Really? I might be... Maybe I'm wrong, but I... I, I clocked it as one one per island. Okay. All right. That's, but, that's um, fair. You could be, but I, but I, by the time I got to the last island, I was far from unlocking everything. Like, yeah. I was past the point of like, okay, I... I'm tired of playing this game. Mm-hmm. There's two fish. <gasps> One really? fish, two fish. Okay, so Brayden's right. There's two fishing spots <laughs> on the last map. However, doesn't matter because <laughs> what the so there's these there's portals that lead to the big the cat fishing spots, and you mm-hmm. get to play a fishing mini game. Yeah, um, one of the worst fishing mini games I've ever played oh man it's so weird to see so many people 
praising the fishing minigame as the best part of this game. <laughs> Have you seen a lot of that? I mean, so... The I've fish seen you, a lot of that. The, okay, I'm not... Okay, I'll give them this. The fish that you fish up oh, are, super cool. are fun. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, they're, they're like... My little collect-a-thon brain. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's fun to fill out that and, encyclopedia. And that collect-a-thon... That Pokedex. That little mini collect-a-thon is so much more satisfying than any of the collectibles in the rest of the game. Uh-huh. You know, it, yeah, it's like, it's like a... It's just like... <laughs> yet another influence... Animal Crossing, uh-huh. you know, it's just like catching so fish true. in that. So true. Because it's and so this fishing mini game, um, you spend your purple coins. You give Big the Cat a certain number of purple coins that you've collected in the overworld um, to play the fishing mini game. There's not much to. There's like a little bit. You have to press a couple buttons to play the fishing mini game. Yeah. You can fail it. Yes. But there's very little to it. it calling it like a real time event isn't really like you mean like a quick time event quick, yeah, yeah yeah i'm sorry quick time event like QTE? yeah i mean like i, I, I don't, it is you can fail you can miss it yeah but i mean it's just you you line up a ring in another ring right in a larger ring it's not there's not a ton of a ton of skill to it it's it's barely enough to like keep your eyes on the screen uh-huh. you know just for an extra second yeah um but you do the fishing mini game and you catch a a whole bunch of different kinds of fish like real life fish yeah um like some animal crossing staples <laughs> yeah like the the coelacanth and uh-huh. like squids and frogs and yeah you know deep sea fish fun stuff you also catch some random objects like a tire and like sonic spring yeah like son vintage like sonic items like mm-hmm. the like us yeah like a spring the and goal like posts some, the goal posts some badniks mm-hmm. um you also catch the t- the treasure chests yeah um to i don't know if you caught this but to me it felt like the order that you catch all the fish in was predetermined i thought so too. because you're catching new fish pretty often every time un, un, yeah until every, you've caught everything it yeah until like. until it starts repeating um yeah you can catch treasure chests and those have tickets in them when they're collectible you also get the map the scrolls yes you can so the most significant thing that you get from fishing are these you'll fish up these scrolls essentially and as we mentioned there is an elder coco and the hermit a coco is it hermit it's it a, is hermit coco um and you will fish up one of or both of these scrolls and then, then. you unlock some fast travel options because they are scattered they have multiple like checkpoints on the map multiple waypoints um but Both of the Cocos. Um, they're in such nonsense locations, though. Yeah, not... It's so weird and random. Yes. But once you fish up their scrolls, you can transport to their locations. It is also on worth... On that island. On, yeah, that respective island. It is also worth noting, um, once you complete every overworld challenge on an island, once you have unlocked the entire map yes. of any island... Yes, yes, yes. Um... 100% unlocked it, you can fast travel to any of those overworld challenges. No, you can... Right? You, oh, to any to portals. The, to the cyberspace portals, yes. Yeah, okay. Which... Why? I know, right? Why not the map points? <laughs> why? Why? It's... I don't know. Um, the... the I, what I, I... I'm going to disagree with you for a moment. Okay. I'm going to say the most important part of the fishing minigame is not that 
you can get those fast travel points. I am going to say that the most important part of the fishing minigame is that each fish that you catch, each item well, that you catch, yeah. is worth a certain amount of fishing coins. Coins? To- are, they- are those tokens too? I don't I don't know. <laughs> um, you get... For, oh my god. You So you spend a certain amount of purple coins to fish. Yes. And when you fish, you fish up a fish, and each fish is worth a different amount of fishing coins. And You're, you spend your fishing coins at Big the Cat to... Slow un- down to emphasize this. To unlock everything. Any, you can, you, anything. Big the Cat is a, is a shop in the game. Mm-hmm. And... He has his own little shop, and you can spend your fishing coins to purchase um, portal keys. Po- or, sorry, portal gears mm-hmm. to unlock the levels instead yep. of fighting the bosses. Yep. Um, emerald keys so that you can... Um, Go straight to the Chaos Emeralds yeah, and unlock them. You can buy a whole bunch of like unlimited uh-huh. emerald keys so that you don't even have to play the portal levels, mm-hmm. even if you don't get the portal gear to unlock them right um you can buy memory tokens which are those character specific items they use to have the character conversations so that you don't have to do the overworld obstacle courses yep you can buy the red and blue seeds um so that you don't have to uh, fight any of the enemies fight or any of the enemies do any of the map work or do any of the yeah the the, the map challenges mm-hmm. you can essentially all all these nonsense collectibles that we've been talking about and bemoaning you can play this big cat fishing mini game all you want as long as you have purple coins and just bypass it all. All of it. All of it. You don't like for the last island truly, I barely completed any of it. Mm-hmm. I just I had hundreds of purple coins. <laughs> oh, same. It because of the starfall thing. Yeah. I don't want to talk about that. That's another it being Breath of the Wild because oh it's just God. like the blood moon. Yeah. Like really that weird roulette thing. What even was that? obnoxious it made no sense i don't want to talk about that it's it's already confusing enough to explain yeah i'm already trying to bring it i'm basically, already trying you, to bring it home here basically if you if you beat all the enemies on the map like oh they got to come back somehow somehow right right and because the breath of the wild did that yeah and so there's <laughs> a comet a meteor shower that and little pieces of meteor fall to the earth and um, you collect them and you get lots and lots of purple coins. Yes. Um, in the same way that Breath of the Wild has its blood moon every, once every like few oh, yeah. day, in-game days mm-hmm. to revive all the enemies on the map, Sonic does that too. It's a meteor shower thing and it revives all the enemies that yeah, you've killed. That all the, the field, Yeah, all the field bosses come back to life that you've killed. Um, but it also does this event, this one-time event thing that makes stars fall and you collect the stars... You collect the stars to start a roulette, and then the roulette gives you purple coins. Yeah. Oh, man. But you, I don't understand. I mean, how many? Because the roulette only lasts. You know, it'll only spin through the game has a day night cycle. And then you collect like 500 of those little comet shards. And, but I mean, the, the roulette keeps spinning even if you only get like five. What do you mean? Comet shards. Like, uh-huh. I don't understand what the comet shards have anything to do with that roulette that then gives you coins. You collect... 
you can't. Because <laughs> you can collect an so many game. more. It's not even worth explaining. I know, I know, I know. I, like, but I, you collect, I might even delete this. Like, this is... Sure, you collect the Comet Shards to start the roulette. And the roulette will not continue and if you don't have any more Comet Shards. But the Comet Shards are everywhere. Yeah. There's... I think that's what's so... Like, there's so many. Yeah, it's not a challenge It doesn't to, feel like you're actually dispensing one it's to supposed restart to, the roulette. Right, yeah. It's, it's supposed to be like this... It's, it feels like it's supposed to be like this rare event that like happens once per island uh-huh. and is like a one a one bonus chance opportunity to just score purple coins. Yeah. Um, but those yeah those fallen star shard things that you collect because you need to collect more more shit. <laughs> um, uh yeah they're everywhere yeah, anyway. they're hard to find or no they're i'm sorry they're easy to find ridiculously easy to mm-hmm. grab and so the roulette keeps on spinning and you keep getting hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of purple coins and you spend those purple coins to go fishing at big the cat and you uh get fishing coins spend them at big the cat buy all the portal gears all the emerald keys and all the memory tokens so that so that you don't have to play the game because you've gotten tired of it by the fifth <laughs> is what happened to me the end not um, really not really there's the story did we get around like the i mean we hit all those main points pretty yeah. decently i think i mean like that is the flow of the game right that is yes. what makes up the gameplay of the game is collecting each and every one of these items in some sort of order so that you can eventually unlock the chaos emeralds mm-hmm. um and fight the boss at the end of the island yeah that's the structure and then once for for anyone that has ever played a sonic game they know that once you collect all seven chaos emeralds Sonic's gonna turn into Super Sonic. Oh hell yeah, bro! Uh, for at least a little bit, uh-huh. um, which is cool. Which is one cool thematic thing, in my opinion, yeah. was that um, at the end of each of these islands, you turn into Super Sonic and you fight the islands like Titan. Titan, yeah, they're called Titans in, in this. They couldn't call them Colossi for obvious reasons. <laughs> um, but there's essentially, yeah, like a, a Colossus Guardian. Um, that serves as the boss for each of these um, islands, and you turn into Supersonic to fight it, and there are these huge spectacle battles. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and in a lot of these these takes I've seen about this game, mm-hmm. people begrudge the boss fights a lot. Yeah. The Supersonic fights. I'm a sucker for them. I think it was... So... N- it was absolutely like the most exciting part. You totally. know, the, it, it had the most hype behind it. It, it felt like a treat. It yeah, did. Yeah. I, I agree because with you. You're flying. You're like you you're in the air for each of these and supersonic controls you're instead of being in the open world, you're kind of like in like usually in like an enclosed arena yeah. with this giant huge giant enemy. Yeah, yeah, super giant. And you're playing as supersonic so you are flying around. Uh-huh. Um uh, and it's it's interesting, like, your combos are retained, mm-hmm. and so basically, you know, whatever moves you've unlocked, you get to use them as supersonic, and they're a little bit flashier and cooler. Yeah, and, like, powered up and stuff. Yeah. And there's some badass, like, hardcore music, essentially, like, you know, like, hard rock metal um, with my boy Kellen Quinn. Yeah. Like, crazy that they got him to sing four 
different songs? At Three? least. Like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like, he's singing. It's, you know, yeah. they, they are lyrical, uh, vocalized songs, which, which Sonic does well. Yeah, Sonic is typically. no strange. The Sonic as a series is no stranger to having, like, vocal like vocal contemporary rock songs uh-huh, as uh-huh. like their main themes like th- that's kind of like a sonic convention dating back to sonic adventure yeah you know for us live and learn mm-hmm. and oh my sonic gosh. heroes and the the shadow hedgehog one mm-hmm. um like that's that's that is something that has continued through the sonic games mm-hmm. uh since those um mm-hmm. is is sonic going supersonic and fighting like something in space at the end yeah you know? yeah and then some like rock song by crush rock anthem <laughs> yeah uh, which is what makes the supersonic fight such a treat in this one because each boss fight has its own original song. Yes. And it's from, I mean, we've loved Sleeping with Sirens for a long time. Yeah. We're kind of pop punk heads historically. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Um, shamefully or shamelessly. Right. Yeah, it. I don't know. But it was, it was after the fact that I fought the first boss and I was like, that song kind of went hard. And then you told me it was Kellen Quinn from Sleeping with Sirens. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> um, so, yes. There's a lot the... of spectacle to, right. the, to the Supersonic. They feel epic. They do. I, I was... That's Those are some of the few moments that all of this trouble that the game gives us, all mm-hmm. these the, this homework that it felt like, uh, really felt worth it. They are just as... Felt rewarded. Oh, yes, 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 yes. They are just as janky and kind of mechanically uh, fragile as the rest of the game, you know? Um, And, like, it's interesting. You don't really have health. You have... your your, all your rings and they're counting down second by second and so like you have to you can get more rings usually but um you have to beat the boss within a certain amount of time yeah it's a timed mission you're you're invincible and you can't die necessarily but you have to do it within a certain amount of time your your amount of rings as they count down yeah to (laughs) i i feel i feel like the last maybe the last core facet of the game to discuss is like the story yeah and i mean for better or for worse i feel like most of my looking back most of my actual enjoyment of the game came from the story mm-hmm. and certain aspects of it yeah um which is weird because i don't think the story was very good yeah no, um, it's but it just kind of comes back to my core unshakable biased love for sonic as a franchise Mm -hmm. because what this game has done uh it's 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 cleverly written sometimes you know it it sure yeah i would 100 percent agree uh the the characterization is some of my favorite that i've ever seen from these characters right they feel much less cheesy than they ever have in my opinion sometimes i will say some scenes made uh, me cringe some lines made me cringe yeah some of the writing is like a little too trying too hard to be comedic or kitty or something but sometimes yeah. in in the past when i mean sonic games i don't know i mean for whatever it means that the diet like the quality of the dialogue but they're always talking about whatever the present circumstances you know like infinite is attacking mm-hmm. whatever i don't know you know whatever like sonic colors is about the wisps and they're talking about whatever yeah um in this game they 
are pretty contemplative with like the like Sonic and his relationship with his friends kind of get like a, a sort of character development workout. Yeah. Like Sonic and Tails have a slightly different relationship at the end of this game than at the beginning. Yeah. Um and past events from like past Sonic games are referred to, which is uh, really neat. Neat and fan servicey, which I appreciated but also like felt appropriate mm-hmm. like like in particular Tails is having like a crisis. He like he f- he is feeling bad that Sonic is always saving having him. To, yeah, pick up his slack. Yeah, and and Tails is like beating himself up over it. And, and Sonic is literally like, "Yo, do you want to talk? <laughs> like, is everything okay?" And Tails is like, "No, it's fine." And then like a few missions later, you talk to him again, and they like actually like kind of have like a heart to heart. And uh-huh. Tails is like, "I'm gonna be different." Like in the next Sonic game, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "I'm gonna grow up to be better." I'm. I'm not going to rely on you as much anymore. And he has like a grow up moment. And uh-huh. it was really endearing. Yeah. And and it was sweet of Sonic. He was like, you're as fast as me. Yeah. You're, you have the brains of Eggman. And I can't remember. It might have been a different cutscene, but he was like, you can fly with your butt or yeah. something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and he, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was funny and cheesy, but for all of the mess, it felt fairly self-aware. You know what yes, I mean? For the, the most part. Until they started talking about the Coco and the actual story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's and I, I everything did, else. In my defense, I did say characterization is some of right. my favorites. Yes. The it, story is pretty nonsensical. You know, and, and, you know, retroactively, credit where it's due. This is something I've expressed to you off mic. Mm-hmm. Um, all that retro that like ancient future technology and like the ripoff of the Sheikah from Breath of the Wild, that whole thing, Mm -hmm. I am relatively impressed with how they made it fit into the Sonic world. Because they brought Mass Effect and the Reapers to the Sonic world. No, they brought back Chaos, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? They, I thought... What'd they say? They like spliced Chaos DNA into... No, it kind of made... The... The... (laughs) <laughs> yeah what was the it? chaos emeralds came from space <sighs> the chaos emeralds that's right they like they and the, even the titans and stuff were kind of in there too like mm-hmm. everything was sort of tied together the chaos emeralds were used as like oh man it is really confusing but it is also like see my problem with that is like yes i remember having that revelation that yes the chaos emeralds came from space but does that not retcon like all the games that they were referencing you know the bad guys that they fought and stuff i don't think so i think this was go on well even sonic adventure or sonic adventure 2 um they've already retconned that the moon was in this game they blow up the moon in sonic adventure 2 (laughs) okay that's fair the canon it was it was cute and nice of them to acknowledge the event the events of previous Sonic games, but it does not make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, in Sonic Unleashed, there are real world countries. Like you go to like Italy, <laughs> like and it's called Italy, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then in the same canon that there's like Station Square, you know, and sure? Soliana, and you know wherever Locals whatever planets. Angel Island. They, yeah. they talk about Angel Island a lot in this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's in. That's for sure in the canon mm-hmm. now. 
Yeah, the Chaos Emeralds that came from space, this ancient alien race um, was that looked like Chaos, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, from Sonic Adventure, which was cool. Yeah, definitely. Because Chaos was a monster born from the Chaos Emeralds. Mm-hmm. You know, tying all together. Mm-hmm. Um, ancient alien civilization that like crash landed on Earth and mm-hmm. brought us to the Chaos Earth. I don't know. Whatever. The Sonic planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And left in the Chaos Emeralds. And this is the, the Starfall Islands. Are where it happened. Mm-hmm. How does that play in with the main villain and like the main enemies? Tough to work out. Yeah. Um, why did they have to make the Coco and, and the Korok ripoffs part of it? Um, still tough to figure out. I don't know. It was weird seeing the Coco inside of the Ancients. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. as if those were the true soul and like you know some kind of like weird protective technology armor almost that they were wearing yeah i don't know it did echo the chaos a little bit though Mm -hmm. because chaos had the chaos emeralds inside him yeah it was it was a visual parallel which i appreciated story-wise shaky i don't know i i i stopped paying attention to that the (laughs) the core story stuff kind of like a ways in when Uh i realized it stopped making sense um but I did appreciate that all the ancient future technology had some bearing on the Sonicness of the story. Yeah. It wasn't just like because that's happened in Sonic games previous too. Is like you know, Sonic 06 is canon now, uh-huh. but like Iblis doesn't. I don't know. You know, all the villains and everything that was incorporated into that story doesn't have any bearing on any Sonic game, past or present. Right. This one actually kind of like reaches over and explains some things, mm-hmm. or or connects things. Doesn't yeah, really explain yeah. anything, but it connects to the Sonic canon. Right, right, right. <laughs> as valuable as the Sonic canon is, not. Um, <laughs> you know, People I appreciate take the comics that. very seriously for what it's worth. They do, dude. Did you have you seen? Uh, yeah, all the knuckles drama. Is that what you're like the echidna? No, well, that's, echidna or whatever. That's a whole. That's a whole. Yeah, completely different thing. Okay. Um, but that um, Ian Flynn, who is a writer for the comics mm-hmm. and also helped write the script for this game, has confirmed that they're going to try to like really tie it all together. <gasps> I asked you about that the other night. Do you, do you have like real confirmation on that? Because yeah. I saw like some weird post about it at some point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but okay, like it's great. Yeah, the the Buckle ID, up. pretty much the IDW comics as they're known. Uh huh. Um, the most current iteration of the Sonic comics are mm-hmm. they're going to tie that in with like the world of the games, in I guess in some meaningful way that will yeah. like finally bring some sort of narrative cohesion. Sally to the games. No, 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 don't go that far. Come on. Um, but just, I don't know, some sort of cohesion to it all, you yeah. know, it's all pretty messy and disconnected, mm-hmm. but we'll see. They introduced a new character in this game. Sage. Sage. Do you think she's going to stick around? Yes. For how long and in what capacity? Too much. I think she's going to be Sonic's new Rosalina. No. Yeah. Even in games that aren't Frontiers? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Like, you think, okay, like, this is just... I think she's a new Atrocious, main... like, 
Uh, you think she's a new what? I think she's a new like Sonic character, and she's gonna be around for a long time. But I mean, like, so if they make Son- Sonic Colors too, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like would they shoehorn her in? Maybe. <laughs> That's a hard scenario to imagine. You know what I mean? Um, I'm just trying to think of reasons. like how 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 integral you think this character is. She's very endearing. She's the the kind of little girl looking character that you see in some of the trailers and. Um, she antagonizes Sonic throughout the islands. She's a new character to this game, and as far as I and I think we can understand, she is an AI created by Dr. Eggman. That's kind of what we got. I don't think we ever, at least I never settled in my mind whether she existed before Eggman accessed cyberspace or if she was a result of him accessing cyberspace. Okay. Me neither. You know what I mean? Because she references, like, the ancients, and think I think you pointed out, like, you know, she seems yeah, she to have has... a f- full knowledge of how the ancients lived and operated. But they also said Tails was trying to explain something about how, like, all the ancients' memories were in cyberspace. Uh, oh, that's right. They, yeah. And, okay. And, and, and They would, like, upload their Sage. crap at the cyberspace terminals or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, At the, por- the portals. Yeah. Um... And Sage was like, and Sage was an AI uh-huh. in cyberspace. Yeah, that could access all of it. But and yeah, and she and she is on Eggman's side through the game. Mm-hmm. She's like, she is antagonizing Sonic in a way that doesn't really make a ton of sense. Yeah, um, trying to discourage him from completing his goal of saving his friends and right. you know getting off the islands, and then. I don't know. I guess spoiler territory if we're talking about what happens near the end of the game. Yeah, let's but, hit it. Uh, yeah, spoiler spoilers for the plot, sort of. Um, <laughs> Sonic and Eggman sort of join forces. I feel like Sage convinces Eggman right. that it's in his best interest to team up with Sonic. Say, yeah, Sage is against Sonic. She's on Eggman's side through the game, but she sees how what Sonic is doing to like try to save his friends and like uh-huh. how selfless he is. And as like, maybe he's not the bad guy. Yeah. And then Sage encourages, then she turns blue instead yeah, then of she black and red turning blue to symbolize it. So um, beautiful. It's a, it's a, it's um a metaphor for Ikaruga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then, so Eggman and Sonic join forces against the ultimate enemy which is some other alien force that wiped out the, the coke the ancient versions of the coco or yeah. what or whatever yeah who cares it's, <laughs> yeah and then say okay and then yeah, real end game spoilers yeah. sage dies sage sacrifices herself um eggman is like that was my daughter yeah. i hated her and she's like, I love you, father. And then she dies, even though she is an AI. Mm-hmm. And then in the post credits scene, Eggman is typing at his computer and hits enter. And the computer says, father? <laughs> and then it's like cut to black. Mm-hmm. And then she sings a song about being Eggman's daughter in the credits. Do you remember that? I don't think I had my volume. I no. Oh, man, dude. That shit is insane. What is... Like, can you... It's the word. Uh, 
it would make me uncomfortable to sing uh-huh. it, but the lyrics, like in, in during the credits of the game, after you complete the final boss, after Sage sacrifices herself and dies, yeah, um, a la Shadow mm-hmm. in Sonic Adventure Two, sure, she sings a song in the credits, kind of like Gladys and like Portal. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm evoking right now. It, it evokes that very much, except it's like. I loved you, father. I am your daughter. <laughs> like that literal. It's like super that, literal. That on the nose. Like, is it intended to be like a and it's children's like little nursery rhyme that she wrote? Like, is it cute like that, or is it like she's mm. singing like some? It's definitely like produced in a studio backing track that it's caught between both. It's. It's not nursery. It's not overly nursery rhyme esque. It feels like a pop ballad. <laughs> yeah, but it is a la Gladys. A la Gladys. Yeah, kind of. And it's clearly Sage's voice actress. Uh huh. Because it's and acting as Sage because it's not like a pop singer is singing it. Right. It's right, like right, little right, girl right. is singing it's it. It's character. Presented, but it's presented as a pop ballad. It's it's a little mind bending. Weird. It's very strange. It made me feel very weird. It made it kind of like. However sweet and sour I was feeling about the story and the presentation and the theming about everything up to that point, it just kind of like turned it all sideways a little bit more. Uh-huh. And then she came back to life in the post credit scene. Right. And I was like, okay, they really want me to care about Sage. Mm-hmm. She is, okay. And then we can deviate from here. She's definitely probably maybe coming back. Okay. But also... Breaking news! Boom, boom, boom! Sonic Frontiers is getting DLC! Wow! They just announced that um, yesterday as of this recording. And I was super pissed about it until Connor told me it was free. Yes, they are releasing free DLC updates into spring of 2023 for this game, right? Isn't I think that what that's it what it said. It was like starting, I thought. Starting in 2023? I thought so, yeah. This game has had such an interesting conversation surrounding it um, for so long because... Part of what I've seen in some people's reviews where it talks about a sequel and what uh-huh. can be improved in a sequel. It's like they gave credit where it's due because it's like it's close to being improved by a sequel. But I don't think we're getting a, a Sonic Frontiers 2. I think as of a very recent learning, um, whatever improvements come to this game will come in this free DLC, mm-hmm. which is going to include new challenges. So it's it, at the top, it has 2023 content roadmap. Okay. And so I imagine it'll release... I imagine it'll release throughout 2023 with, like... I don't know. I don't foresee that being anytime soon. Sure. It's... Be- it's- that being... It says new con- like story content and playable characters. Yeah. The, the first wave of, of new updates are new challenges and a photo mode. And then it's like new challenges and races for the second wave and then the final wave of dlc of free dlc is new playable characters and a new story and it shows knuckles tails and amy and sage yeah so maybe they bring sage back around maybe sage stays in front sonic frontiers maybe the game will perform better in the future it might be one of these cyberpunk or no man's sky kind of things where the game like sure looks completely different and better somehow two years from now. That's an interesting point. 
I'm probably being entirely overly optimistic. Is it? Con- considering Sonic Team's track record recently. I, I think I've asked you this in recent times, but has Shadow been seen in a Sonic game yes. since what? Forces. He was in, oh, he was in the right. most recent one. That's he, right. He is mysteriously absent from this game, from Sonic Frontiers. Yeah. Um, in my mm. opinion. As, but, Do yeah. you know what capacity? Okay, besides Forces, which I think the point of that game is it drags in every character mm-hmm. Sonic's ever met. Um, but, like, what about between Shadow the Hedgehog, the game, and Forces? He was a main character. He was one of the three playable characters in Sonic 06. Um, he's in Sonic Generations. Okay, so he's- he is still considered... What, uh, what, are, what is your main... What are you really asking here? What is Shadow now? What is he to the series, and what's the likelihood that he's the playable character to any... You know what I mean? In Frontiers? Yeah. I would say zero. Okay. Because in this in this release photo for when they announce this DLC, it shows Tails, Knuckles, and Amy, and Sage. I don't want to play as any of them. I want to play as Knuckles. You kidding me? I want to fly around. I guess. I just hope that they're like actually you can play as them in the overworld. Right. Yeah. I hope they're not just like weird little. Yeah. One one little linear level you get to play as tails mm-hmm. and it's boring or short. Sure. You know. I hope it actually means something meaningful. Um, which if it, I mean, if they're really releasing this stuff well into twenty twenty three, they've got time to develop it. I don't know. Sure. I guess kind of. I don't know. Game janky just... enough. Yeah, it felt in my brain. Shadow is very important, and um, <laughs> you totally grew up on Sonic Adventure two, didn't you? Yeah, I sure did. And you know, I yeah, like you said, they, I don't think they mentioned him, you know, at all. And so to hold back so hard on such a what I think many people think is like one of the coolest Sonic characters. He's, I mean, he's definitely a fan favorite. Yeah. By, by like a wide margin. It just seems like, oh, they're holding out on us. You know, they, they're going to dump them in. They could. And I don't have enough faith in, is this made by Sonic team? Oh yeah. Like I don't like to, (laughs) to make the game playable as knuckles or fly around as tails but they can reskin Sonic and make have us play as Shadow. <laughs> you know? I guess. Like, that easy. Boom. That's about how much faith I have in and maybe I'm I'm I don't know, being cynical, but I have enough faith that all the other characters are going to be is you know how Sonic has the drop dash? You know, you double jump and then you activate the spin dash. Uh-huh. I think all the other characters are going to be the same as Sonic, except Knuckles, his double jump thing is going to be Glide, and Tails' is going to be Fly. Mm-hmm. You know What's Amy's? I don't know. Hammer. Something. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she has better combat. Who cares? Yeah. Do you think we're going to be able to play as Sage? You think that's one of them? Mm-hmm. Who cares? Uh, kind of. <laughs> part of the reason I was so pissed when Connor told me about the DLC and like, it's part of just the problem I have with post-release, you know, wave, uh, wave release DLC. 
Um, roadmap. Roadmap, yes. It's just like, I, I do get annoyed that they don't release it as a full package. Um, release it with the game and just mm. call it the game. Um, but considering it's free, yeah, you know, I, I just feel like my I, I, I'm a little more on board. Not that I'll, it's very likely I'll pick it back up. TBH. I'm, again, morbidly curious enough, like I was before the game came out, mm-hmm. um, just to see how this stuff is implemented. In yeah. It. And considering how the post game works, how you can just kind of like drop back in and like explore the island mm-hmm. still. Um, hopefully it will be something that you can kind of drop in and out of and not have to like start a new game for it. Right, right. Um, to play this new content. Sure. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I I think because the updates are free, it really feels... It, I don't know. It's an inter- it's hard to it's hard to pin down from like a even a business strategy. Like mm-hmm. it's almost altruistic that they're free updates. You know, it's not asking you to pay for DLC. It's yeah, like yeah, just yeah. buy the game and you'll get this content. Uh-huh. Like what advantage do they have? I mean other than I mean, you think the game was rushed? Oh, it feels Big time. Yeah, I mean, you know, it definitely feels like it. This is a safe environment to say this game feels rushed. Uh-huh. It's remarkable how functional it is in some ways. Yeah. It is devastating how non-functional it is. It's barely clinging on at some portions. At some points. But it does have like a consistent through line in a lot of its design. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of this, all the stuff that is relegated to these free DLC waves does feel pretty tertiary. Mm-hmm. Uh, supplementary yes, yes a yes, photo yes. mode and like extra challenges right you know besides the extra new cocoa or something <laughs> yeah new cocoa to find or whatever um you know i'm, I'm sure that they like carved that this supplementary stuff out of the game mm-hmm. with the knowledge that like we've got less than two years to make this game work let's take out let's carve out this supplementary stuff and uh-huh. put it in later yeah. you know I, they've got to be developing it right now sure yeah Yeah. just interesting the first text you sent me (laughs) when you started the game was something along the lines of this is the bonkiest shit i've ever played yes and bonky is the word that i have said to all my friends all my co-workers because it just feels the most appropriate and i think it also implies just a hint of fun Mm. it's a fun enough word it's a silly enough word that it uh, really seals the deal on what Sonic Frontiers is. Because I'm man, pumping, is it I'm pumping my fist right freaking now. Freaking bonky. It's bonky as guts, dude. Like, it's bonky as butts. It's it it because you're right. It, it it's it's like it's it is orbiting the concept of fun <laughs> yeah. um, so closely that you are in so mistaken many potential ways yeah in way in in so so closely and in so potentially that you're like oh man may, am i having fun right yeah but then you're like oh no this game is just busted <laughs> yeah. uh, this game is bussin it's I, I, that is how I meant that when I sent that text, uh-huh. but then I abandoned it because I was like, ah, oh, I don't know. It's not that bad, but I'm glad it resonated with you so much because it truly, this game, this is a bonky game. Uh-huh. This game is bonky as hell and it's, and it's hard 
if you don't get it, you don't get it. It's, I, I've, I, when I, when I posted that Instagram story about hating the game, mm-hmm. I had to like backpedal for a bunch of people and be like, like I had a couple friends respond and, and they were like, what's wrong with it? Or somebody that I told I liked it already was like, oh, you changed your mind? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, and I, I don't know. This is, um, I, I, there were many times playing this game that I did not want to continue. <laughs> Um, and I was not having fun. Mostly on the third island, I bet. Mostly on the third island. Mm-hmm. Yes, I would bet too. Um, and then conveniently on said third island, I would, I would be like, okay, one more chaos emerald. Mm-hmm. Fine. Whatever. And then I would get the cutscene where Tails in Sonic are having the heart to heart. And I'm like, yeah. oh man, I like Sonic a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh-huh. it's, it's a horribly uneven heap of a game no original thoughts that's not always a bad thing Mm -hmm. it's most of the time a bad thing yes because the anything that it's taking any concept any idea that it's taking from another game it is not executing as well for better for worse yeah i don't know man i love sonic and i am glad that i i'm glad that i stuck Sonic Frontier stuck with Sonic. I love Sonic, and I'm glad that I stuck with Sonic Frontiers to the end of it. Mm-hmm. I did not enjoy my whole experience, and I cannot recommend it to everyone. And I have no idea who I can recommend it to. Yeah, no one for sixty dollars. For forty dollars, maybe you might enjoy it. Maybe. What, I. What say you? I mean, it's going to be cheap, or mm-hmm. soon. You know, give it till the spring, it'll be thirty. Yeah. Give it till the summer, it'll be twenty. Yeah, it'll probably they will probably decrease the price as these updates come out too. Yeah, like it's. I felt like a sucker buying this for sixty dollars. Yeah, I really did. Um, and and so yeah, I don't know who to recommend it to either. I mean, I don't personally know that many Sonic the Hedgehog fans anyway, and even if I did, they probably would be playing the game. Right. And so like, I don't know. Some some one of my friends who like plays just Call of Duty, you know, first person shooter type stuff, if if they were to come up to me and be like, "Hey, what open world game <laughs> action game yeah. is fun?" I would not say Sonic Frontiers. It's like first me neither (laughs) what it's like i don't know do you want a good open world game sonic frontiers is not my first my first recommendation do you want a good sonic game sonic frontiers is probably still not my first recommendation so true i would say if you really want to get into sonic maybe sonic mania Mm-hmm. Or Sonic Origins. If you really want to do 3D Sonic, I don't know. Maybe Sonic Forces is better. It's tough <laughs> to say. It's tough to say. Yeah. But it sure is interesting. And it's very interesting. If our two-hour conversation into the nitty-gritty of, <laughs> of how bonky this game is, you know, has piqued your interest for $40, I bet you will have fun. If you, you know what I mean? If, sure. And... If you start at it, if you're coming at it from zero, if you're not a Sonic fan, and this is like your first real taste of Sonic, you might love it. That's so like, true. I think part of the reason that I didn't enjoy it since it running around as Sonic in this game in the big open world is because I already had an idea of what Sonic is supposed to feel like, and yeah. it didn't feel like that. Yeah. You know, I can acknowledge that bias and that it very interesting is 
like, I mean, I love Sonic, but I have a bias towards a particular kind of Sonic. And mm-hmm. Sonic has changed and will continue to change for generations to come. And Sonic, and even if this game sold 100 copies, you know, <laughs> Sonic would never go away. Right. It, it's it, Sonic will always keep coming back and back and reviving itself in some capacity. Yeah. Um, probably if, trying something new. <laughs> probably trying something new. I, I, It's tough to recommend this as somebody's first Sonic game, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's almost enough enjoyable about it that it could be worth it for the right price. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. (laughs) Bronky Sonic game, dude. (laughs) But what Sonic game hasn't been bonky? Oh, I love Sonic. And I love Crush 40. Mm -hmm. And I love Kellen Quinn. And I, I... I think I love Yuji Naka. I hope he's okay, <laughs> doing okay in his prison cell. Um, I love I love Roger Craig Smith. Roger Craig Smith is the voice, voice actor, actor for Sonic mm-hmm. in this game and has been in the games for like the past decade or so. Yeah, and I think he does a fine job. He gets a lot of hate because Sonic's voice actor has changed a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he does just fine in this game. I do too. Props to Roger Craig Smith. I think you. I think you're a okay. <laughs> you got it in 10 gems stamp of approval baby yes, sir come on the show we'd love to talk to you hell yeah only if you do it in the sonic voice <laughs> i don't think it'd be too hard it's no it's no chris pratt's mario you know what, <laughs> what else you gotta say about this stupid game yeah there is a there is a significant lack of chow garden there's no cocoa garden either which is pretty dumb <laughs> yeah there should be no a... thank god i hate the cocoa i'll kill the cocoa they should be something more but not Koroks. <laughs> they could have been Chow. Yeah. Why not? Or something. I don't know. I guess just a rapid round before we before we totally close this out. I I took a couple more notes during gameplay. Mm-hmm. The first note I took, I, definitely within the first ten minutes of starting, was there are so many different collectibles that do different things that you have to take. So many different locations to activate. Um, that was in all caps. <laughs> um. I liked that when you reach your maximum amount of rings, you get a speed boost. I thought that was cool. Ooh. That, that felt good. That, yeah, very good. I thought the sumo boss was mm-hmm. really sick. Second Island. Oh, the where you bounce you, you around, bounce the, around rings. the rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Walls. Doing tricks for skill pieces was a good idea. It's just a shame that the tricks didn't make any sense uh-huh. and were implemented as a glitch, basically. <laughs> um, I liked that one of the enemies steals your Chaos Emeralds. Did you see that? You get that no. guy? There's an enemy that steals your Chaos Emerald and like runs away and you have to like catch after him. Cool. That was kind of fun. I miss that guy. Um, And, you know, props, however much they're due, mm-hmm. to Sega or Sonic Team for not implementing crafting into this game. This is an open world game Fair with no enough. crafting. You got your skill tree, you got your unveiling the map, you almost got your towers and stuff, you got your open world conventions, but there's no crafting, which is really interesting. And there's no live service thing to, to like, pay real money for any of of these nefarious collectibles. Yeah. You know, it's all within the game. Just fish your soul away with Big. Yeah. Even Elden Ring had crafting Mm -hmm. that you never use and is useless. Yeah. And feels tacked on, in a way. But this game circumvented that. It just had other things that felt tacked on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. I don't know. That's that's my short list of other um, transient thoughts I've had. I have about this game. But I, I think otherwise we've 
properly exhausted all the others. Yeah, I feel pretty good. Yeah. Anything mm -hmm. else? Anything else you need to say about Sonny Frunny? I guess we'll see you when the new chapter starts. Yeah, maybe the we... new story mode. I guess so. If it's a, if it's like a new story, you know, like that's what the blurb claims. Mm -hmm. We'll see. Cool. Yeah, maybe we'll tack it on to a future episode. We'll maybe we'll return to the Sonic, the Sonic Front, the front Ooh. of Sonic Frontiers. Yes. Sonic Front Lines. Well, if uh, if that's all we got to say about Sonic Frontiers, then I guess I'll go ahead and close us out. Thank you very much for listening to us ramble about <laughs> Sonic for two hours. We appreciate you listening. Be sure to uh, like and subscribe to us on whatever platform you're on. Spotify. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes if that's your thing. Heck yeah. Leave us a review. Um, follow us on Instagram at Nintengems Podcast. That's at Nintengems underscore, underscore podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Nintengems underscore podcast. Um, catch some updates there and some funny memes that Brayden puts on the story sometimes, mm -hmm. which is cool. With all that, we will uh, see you next time. My name is Connor. And I am Brayden. And uh, we love you very much. We sure do. This has been Intention. Thanks for watching. Pow. Love you.